is AI going to take over the world? I don't know. But today we're going to use AI to help us write a short story. So come along for the ride because it should be an interesting one here on Two Geeks and a Microphone. Well, it's just going to be me talking first and throughout this time today, except I do hope to have some wonderful audience interaction. Hey, everybody, I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, but I'm not along with the one, the only, the most out-of-town-ish Mr. Michael Shanks. <laughs> hey, everybody, Mike is gone this week. He is actually traveling to uh, the Dallas Cowboys game today. So pretty excited for him. He's going to have a great time. He's also meeting up some, with some wonderful friends of the show, the nerdery and murdery folks. So uh, that's going to be an interesting, interesting story that we're going to find out for next week. So, but today you have yours truly to kind of talk about AI storytelling. We did, if you guys remember a couple of, uh, wow, it's been a little while, a couple of months ago, we did uh, an episode where we created some Star Wars fan fiction. And it was it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. We did get some more requests about doing that or how to do that. And so, well, I thought that'd be kind of fun to do. And so much has changed over the last, oh my goodness, even the last year when ChatGPT first came out and that's what we used. Um, and so anyway, I'm pretty excited for today and hopefully we'll have some interactions in our chats. I'm going to say welcome to the show um, in our chats. We use StreamYard, everybody. And so I love StreamYard. And so if you ever have the chance to take a look at StreamYard, please check our link below in the description. Um, we absolutely love it. And so anyway, so here is the Delioso, everyone. Um, but we are going to kind of interact on the show. Now, evidently, it's telling me that there are some destinations that I can't get to for some reason. So if you are on our Two Geeks and a Microphone Facebook page, um, we would love to have you chit-chat with us on there. I will get those chats um, as we do this live. And uh, so today what we're going to do is... We're going to go through some storytelling, and I'm just going to walk through what I use uh, to do some storytelling, what prompts I use, how do I do that. And I'm hoping that by the end of our show today, in, in about an hour, we're going to have our own little story with voices and with music. So I'll show you all that I do for those. So some things I have are paid services. Some things are not. Some have free, um, free plans that you can play with and try try out. And, um, and so I will talk through those. I don't have any affiliates with any of these. Well, I just don't have them set up, but eventually we may actually do that. So, um, and we've got a great, uh, wonderful, uh, Mr. Uh, looks like Mike or Brenda and or Brenda is actually on. And so they said, good morning from Dallas, Texas. I'm going to say good morning, uh, good morning from the show. Okay, everyone. Now, for those who are listening by audio, um, I'm so on our podcast that releases a couple of days later. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to verbally talk through everything as well. So that way you can try this um, at home. Now, before everybody, we did this through chat GPT. But today we are going to use Claude um, AI. Why am I using Claude AI? I like Claude um, so much so that I actually did a subscription to Claude. Um, I think Claude comes out more, much more better. Hey, there we go. I'll drink there. That. Mm, boy, I needed that caffeine this morning. I'm just saying. So the. Um, 
so with Claude, Claude actually generates more conversational responses um, for storytelling than what ChatGPT does. But you can use ChatGPT. Both services have um, a free plan. So if you want to use either one, that's totally fine. So OpenAI is the one that uses ChatGPT, or they have all these different ChatGPT models. There's also uh, Claude, which is uh, Claude.ai, which is by Anthropic. Um, there is also another service called OpenRouter. And um, Open Router allows you to use all kinds of different models and all at the same time, even. Now, that is a pay-as-you-go plan, just so you know. And so there's different, uh, there, there's different pricings for that. Like 20 bucks will get you a, a whole bunch because it's like per, you know, a thousand tokens, which could be like sometimes it's a thousand characters. Um, that'll get you, you know, it's pennies on the dollar. And there are some models that are in and then open beta that are totally free. Uh, and so sometimes, and even some, you get a million tokens, which is, you know, roughly about 700,000 words. I mean, a whole novel you can do, and it's like pennies uh, or even just a buck. So, um, so let me show you, I'm going to share the screen, everyone. And um, I'm going to add to the stage and I'm going to show you on the screen. You'll see Anthropic. Um, and um, I've got the chat up. So if anybody has any questions as I ask some questions, I'll give it a few months because I know there's a little bit of delay from live until it actually hits the streams. Um, but this is Anthropic. I will show you. Uh, let me show you Open Router. Um, OpenRouter.ai. And I'm going to make this bigger so that way you guys can see it. Um, so it's an inter a unified interface for uh, language learning models. Um, I'm actually signed in with these with my Google accounts. Do, 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 do. There we go. Um, and so you can use a chat. Um, it tells you which ones you're auto-connected to. Um, and so if you decide that you want to use open router, it actually is not bad. You can actually do pictures through open router and maybe we'll come back to open router to make our picture. I didn't do that before. So, all right. So anybody have an idea of what genre you would like to see any kind of genre that you would like to see within our, uh, storytelling, so I'm giving it a few moments. Do you want some sci-fi? Do you want fantasy? I am not doing, just for the record, any, and I say this, uh, I'm not doing uh, any uh, NSFW, not suitable for work, or romance. Why? Because I, I'm not a great storyteller with romance. <laughs> that should tell you something about me, baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, here is what we'll do. I am going to go ahead and we're going to do, let's do fantasy. Let's do a fantasy story. And so well, I'm going to tell Klaus, um, um, I'll say, I, I do a more conversational style with Clyde. So I'll say, good morning, Clyde. Um um, can you help me write a short story in the fantasy genre? And so here's what Claude says. Sure, I'd be happy to help you write a fantasy short story. Here's one idea to get us started. The old wizard, Ankenin, lived alone in a small hut atop a misty mountain. Every morning he would wake up, wake with the sunrise and shuffle outside carrying a worn off, a worn oak staff. The only thing left to him from his adventure during long days long ago. Um, as and. Uh, and me uh, gazed out of the sweeping vistas below. He would see thousands of tiny villages dotted the landscape like pebbles scattered across the green valleys and hills. He wished he still had the strength of his youth to visit those villages and hear the songs and tales of the people. 
On this morning, as Agni watched, he noticed dark clouds gathering around one of the distant villages in the far valley. Now, I'm going to stop there. Or no, no, let me finish it. It's only another paragraph. Flashes of unnatural red and violent lightning lanced from the clouds, and Agni sensed a powerful evil magic at work. Though he had not used serious magic himself for many years, he knew it was his duty to help however he could. Gripping his staff tightly, Acne summoned the last bit of magic left within him to transform into an eagle and fly swiftly to the village under attack. When Acne arrived, he found the village filled with black snorting beasts with horns and flames leaping from their nostrils, dot, dot, dot. And he says, what do you think? Should I continue the story from here? I'm happy to keep writing more of the fantasy adventure if you'd like. Just let me know what direction you'd like it to go or what elements you included. This is your story. So I'm here to help you bring your ideas to life. So, uh... So that was kind of fun um, where you could see that and see how it designs that. But that may be not where we want to go. And so if we do fantasy, let's stick with a wizard. Um, we can stick with a wizard with our storytelling. But let's do this. Um, I'm going to say I need to keep my story under uh, or let's say right at. 5,000 characters. Now, why I'm saying quite 5,000 characters is because that's all I have left on my free plan for 11 labs, which is going to do our story. If you guys did not check out the story that I posted on Facebook uh, that I created to kind of test out what we were going to do today, um, it was is just under 5,000 characters. And so I thought, well, and, and that's probably about 4,000 words. Actually, it's a good, it's a good short story length. So um, I need to keep my story right at 5,000 characters. Um, what are the main parts of the of a short story uh, that I need to think about? So just have a conversation is is really the best way. There are super prompts, what are called super prompts that you can do that you can use to create just incredible, huge stories. Um, uh, and sometimes you can put in story beats. Now, do we need to include story beats? Um, I would like to start the story in a different direction so i've told it how long i need it i've asked the question of what are the main parts of the story so it can teach us and we can learn about storytelling along the way i do that i like to do that both so i can learn as well do we need to include story beats we'll see what it says for a short story um, and i would like to start the story in a different direction you know i may add uh do we need to include story beats in our short story framework and i would like to start story in a different direction all right um if you notice with my screen it will i have i have pro writing aid and so it's kind of a cool uh i use it specifically to help me write better much more better ha <laughs> and um so i like that okay so now i'm going to click the arrow button and let's see what Claude tells us for a short story of 5,000 characters. You want to focus on just a few key elements in a compact narrative arc beginning, introduce the central character and premise quickly, establish the protagonist and initial conflict or challenge um, or challenge they face in the first few paragraphs or pages, set the scene and the world. The story is set in, hint at details that will be important for the plot ahead. It doesn't need to be an in-depth exposition. Hook the reader's interest with an opening event, conflict, or mystery. So that's our beginning section that we have. Next is uh, the middle, build the central conflict and tension. This is the main obstacle your protagonist must overcome. Have the character encounter challenges in internal growth as they uh, pursue their goal. You usually have space to develop only one or two key supporting characters. Choose whichever will be most relevant to the central arc or conflict. No subplots needed for a shorter story. Stick to a single cohesive plot arc. 
And that's what we did with the one um, that we created. I did a um, a short story, a supernatural horror story with uh, an exorcism. Uh, no subplots needed for a shorter story. It says stick to a single case of plot arc. And so that's what I did. Ending, drive toward a climactic turning point or resolution scene. This is the pivotal moment that determines the outcome of your character's quest or challenge. Resolve the central dramatic question or conflict established at the beginning. See how your protagonist is changed or impacted by their experience. Tie up loose ends quickly. Loose ends quickly. You may just have space for a brief denouement or final thoughts. I have no denouement. I don't know what that means. I'm going to learn a new word later on today. Uh, does thinking through some of these elements help orient the key parts you need to hit? And I'll say yes. Let me know if you like to suggest a new opening premise. Okay, so let's do an opening premise. Now, here's one of the things that I, I have enjoyed doing. Um, and that is when I write the story, there's some kind of lesson or something I want to get across, kind of like Aesop's fables. Um, or when, when I'm telling a story, I want to make sure there's some um, interesting point to get across. And um, like for some uh like I love Galaxy Quest. Have you seen the movie Galaxy Quest? Love Galaxy Quest. But one of the funny themes that they put in there was never retreat, never surrender, you know, kind of a thing. Ooh, ooh maybe we should add that to our uh, our our storytelling. So and uh, maybe um, we can tell the AI that we want to keep that axiom in mind. Or, or let's just ask um, uh, let's just ask Claude. What, what axiom we may want to to use um so let's say this give me a list of 10 axioms um that would provide a good meaning or statement for a short story all right, so here it says, here are 10 potential axioms that could provide an interesting meaning or premise for a fantasy short story. Um, so I'm going to let it finish these real quick. Um, here we go. Number one, true courage comes from facing your deepest fears. Uh, two, life's most worthwhile lessons are often learned through hardship and struggle. Three, the bonds of true friendship can overcome even the greatest obstacles. Appearances can be deceiving. True evil often hides behind a pleasant disguise. Accepting help from unexpected places requires keeping an open mind and faith. Judgments made in anger or fear only perpetuate more harm in the world. Sacrifice for the greater good is the noblest endeavor of all. Turning enemies into allies is the surest path to lasting peace. Number nine, mindfulness and compassion serve as lanterns to illuminate life's darkest roads. And 10, the magic that infuses daily life goes unseen only by those blind to wonder. All right. So those are some, uh, some different ones. Uh, I, I hope you find those interesting. And um, so let's see how this may work out. Anybody have a particular one that they liked? Here, I'll put those in. Um, so we're going to do a plot outline from one of these um, just because we're going to get it going. So um, let's go with true courage. Let's go with the first one. True courage comes from facing your deepest fears. Uh, and so I'm going to say, okay, let's build our this is what i'm telling it Claude. let's build our plot outline from the first one um our story is going to be about a young wizard um who is powerful born with uh, a great talent, but learning to develop his skills, uh, learning to develop his skills. Um, what uh, could be his, what, what could be his darkest fear? 
See, if you don't know something or you're curious about it, you can have the AI give you suggestions and then you pick from those. You are collaborating with the AI, the AI to create your story. And so that's what I want to encourage you guys on is you develop the story with it. You have it give you ideas. Um, see, this is what helps you like with uh, if you're writing short stories or even short novellas or even a novel itself, you want to develop a novel. One of the interesting things is is it can help you with writer's block. Um, it can help give you ideas and go in a direction where, oh, I haven't thought about that. Well, I don't like that idea, but I may like this idea. And so it looks like Claude is giving us five ideas. So he has fear of failure. Um, or it says, perhaps he struggles with perfectionism and wielding magic and is terrified of failing important tests of skill. He would need to overcome his fear of underperforming to be able to access the full extent of his powers. Um, fear of corruption by power. The wizard worries. Or this, the second one is fear of corruption by power. The wizard worries magic seductiveness will corrupt him and turn him evil like those who preceded him. So he avoids practicing more dangerous spells. Only by confronting dark magic can he learn to control it. <laughs> like that one. Fear of isolation. His extraordinary gifts have always set him apart from others, leaving him constantly alone. His deepest fear is that his strength will permanently cut him off com from companionship. Ooh, that was not bad. Number four, fear of responsibility. Despite his gifts, he doubts his discipline and capability to use magic for good to gain confidence he must overcome imposter syndrome and accept the duty that comes with ability that one's okay fear of mortality he wrestles with the loss of his wizard mentor feeling unable to face the frailty of life and death to master his full talents he must accept even magic cannot conquer mortality Ooh, that one's not bad one of the things in a hero's journey um, and we, I, you can even ask Claude to give you an outline of the hero's journey. And that's great for, for novellas or even novels for short stories too much, but the, you always have a mentor and, um, just like star Wars who, in a new hope, who was the mentor Ben Kenobi and he died. Um, in a lot of stories, you'll see that same theme where there is a mentor who dies because then they have to go for it. So I'm going to tell it to do. The I'm going to do it number two, the fear of corruption and the fear of mortality. Um, let's do number. I'm going to tell I'm just typing this. Let's do number two and number five. Now, when you do prompts, um, it, it's OK to put a lot of information in one prompt. But what's interesting is within Claude, as long as we continue this chain, it remembers everything that we're doing. It remembers everything that we've done. So you can keep asking questions and refining and stuff and then have it do that. So let's do number two and number five. And I'll say, how does that sound? Uh, you can talk to AI. and It talks back to you. It's very conversational. That's what I like about it. Um, Claude says, excellent choices to combine. A talented young wizard who fears corruption from his rising power while also struggling to cope with his mortality and the loss of his mentor has rich conflicts to drive a compelling short story. Um, here's the potential outline integrating these two darkest fears. Elrin is a gifted wizard. We can come up with our own name, but we're going to go ahead and have it pick out one because uh, just for time. Uh, Elrin is a gifted Excuse me, gifted wizard apprentice destined for greatness. He lives in isolation from society after his reclusive wizard guardian mentor, Master Nizal, dies unexpectedly. Master Nizal was one, only one who understood Elrin's frightening talent, his incredible but dangerous and unwielding power over the elements through magic. That's all right. Deeply grieving his mentor while fearing the malevolent allure of growing magical ability he cannot fully control, Elrin imposes sev severe restriction on his own skill development. However, an imminent threat, perhaps a tyrannical sorcerer influencing the land, emerges, which requires Elrin to challenge fearful barriers as he hopes to guard Nizal's legacy. At first, Nizal stubbornly restricts himself despite increasingly external pleas for magical help, but gradually he realizes he must risk corruption and overcome grief to wield the power. Uh, in a climactic battle, Elrond traps taps fully into his magical gifts, which narrowly protect the good. Okay, there's more details fleshed out, but this is some key coming of age fantasy beats while focused on your two chosen axi axiomatic fears. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Would you like to further develop the villain stakes or supporting cast next? The storyline possibilities are rich. Um, 
So what kind of villain would we like um, to go along with this? We're getting really close. So here's the, the stakes and supporting cast. Uh, I'm just going to say, yes, let's go. Let's go with that. Um, yeah, let's continue. I'll just say, let's continue. Let's continue on um, with the villain. Villain and the villain stakes and supporting and uh, supporting cast. All right. So it says, fantastic. Let's expand on those key elements of this fantasy story by adding the villain. A malevolent warlock named Croden with ambition to unite all magic users on the continent under his rule. He has necromantic powers allowing him to raise undead minion armies and dominates the uh, dominates the wills of fellow mages through shadow weaving spells. Only the late wizard Nizal possessed wisdom to of ancient barriers, keeping Cronin's magic in check. Secrets now lost or hidden with Nizal's gifted apprentice. Ooh, you got a little. Uh, ooh, let's let's. I, we may continue that concept as where. Uh, let's go. Well, I'll tell it to continue the hidden um, stakes. Croden seeks Nizal's ancient staff, obsidian point, an artifact imbued with protective spells, which could finally breach uh, mystical wards that prevent full continent domination. Erwin learns his reclusive mentor has secretly dedicated his life defending those decaying wards and passing the duty on to him. If he fails, thousands would fall under Croden's tyranny. So there's your stakes. There's your tension. I like that. Um, um, supporting cast Alara, rebellious apprentice knight who recognizes in her an ally against Croden. After her master fell victim to one of the warlock's mind snaring hexes, she convinces Elrin to serve her greater good internally battling his demons. Uh, the ghostly visage of Nizal, who left a lingering imprint of his essence in the staff, only visible to Elrin, he muses over lost lore from the grave, but also berates and encourages his fearful faith, his fearful error. And that's kind of fun. These are kind of fun elements. Um, I'm learning to be a storyteller. That's why I like working uh, or a better storyteller. Um, I used to do uh, uh, in storytelling. I used to always do um, application or, or exemplary when I would do sermons and things like that. Usually I tell Bible stories or I tell short stories to help exemplify a certain point. So um, now I'm learning to do storytelling on a broader scale. And um, I really like some of the fun elements that you can put into story, some of the details. So not only is using AI great for storytelling, but it, it's great for teaching you about storytelling as well. Um so um, so he muses over, sorry, the ghostly visage of Nizal who left a lingering imprint of his essence in his staff, only visible to Aaron. He muses over lost lore from the grave, but also berates and encourages his fearful heir towards fulfilling his destiny to oppose Croden, putting Elrin's doubts and grief to rest. So I like those elements. Hope you guys like those too. I think those are going to be fun. So how's that for expanding the, so Claude is asking, how's that for expanding the key antagonist and dramatic effects? Feel free to put your own spin on those dynamics or relationships too. I aim to raise both the interpersonal and magical stakes while grounding Elrin's central struggle with fear in tangible threats. Uh, let me know your thoughts. All right. So we can weave any other thoughts that we want to um, as well. Um, I'm just going to continue to say uh, we can do that. You can, in Claude, insert. You may have some other ideas that you want to put in there. You can change the names. You can say, hey, instead of Nizal, let's do um, Albacore. Uh, no, that sounded more like tuna, didn't it? <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to say. Okay, uh, I'm just going to say that sounds, this is what I'm putting in, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Um, um, please write the first draft of our story um, using show, not tell. Um Please keep show not tell is just um, 
will help the AI know that you want more descriptive language. Um, please keep the story uh, at 5,000 characters. Please keep the story at 5,000 characters. Oh, and here's the other thing you can do. Um, you can have it right in a certain style of like your favorite author, like in the style of, you don't want to say write like, let's say Stephen King or Brandon Sanderson or um, other author, authors you, might, you may enjoy, like Clive Barker. I'm listening to a Clive Barker story now. Yes, everybody, ex-pastor is listening to a Clive Barker story, the guy who came up with Hellraiser. Um, I got a great recommendation, um, from the nerdery murdery guys. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm, I've just started listening to that story, the great future show. Uh, I think that's the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the name of it. All of a sudden I forgot it while I'm on, on the air. Great. All right. So, um, let's, if you've got an author you want me to try, I can do that or I can just put one in here. Let's see. Please write in the style, in the similar style of, uh, let's say, I'm going to say, let's just say Clive Barker. Well, that will give us a little, a little interesting kind of thing in the style of Clive Barker. Um, all right, you guys ready? Here we go. We are, we are. 31 minutes in and so here we go with our story all right he's going to process it um and we're going to see what's going to happen Ooh, it's given us a 5993 character it says Here's a 5993 character first draft of our fantasy short story in the style of Clive Barker showing the core dramatic and emotional elements through action and imagery um action and imagery rather than telling. So it's writing it. And so we're just going to kind of go with this. Uh, I'm going to read it and then uh, I'm going to pull it out. And then we are, uh, we're going to see how it goes. Okay. Elrin knelt before master Nizal's Oakwood casket head bowed in somber reflection. Thin streams of smoke rose from within the open box, clouding Elrin's thoughts as intensely as the haze obscured his mentor's aged face. He never witnessed the old wizard without those furrowed lines etched into his brow, but somehow death had smoothed Nizal's perpetually worried countenance into calm. If only such peace could have found Nizal in life before his abrupt end. Elrin choked down tears, palm hovering above the carved oaken staff clutched in Nizal's stilled hands. Obsidian point, the legendary staff Nizal somehow forged from shadows themselves towards unknown ends he took to the grave. Another damned riddle the cryptic man left behind to haunt his apprentice. With trembling fingers, Elrin touched the jet-black staff, instantly recoiling as violent tendrils of smoke whipped towards his fingertips. Yet he persevered until shadowy whisks spiraled around his forearm. It's pre preternatural. Well, that's a, there is this using some terms. I don't know. Preternatural warp sinking into his veins with seductive allure before dissipating. A crash broke the trance. Elrond spun to face the hut splintered door as an armored Titan lumbered through hold through holding a spiked flail, dripping crimson blood. Behind the first brute, others flanked around wielding blades, reflecting no light. Ashen skin molted with oozing wounds identified the gang as Croden's soulless legion, products of the warlock's twisted necromancy. Elrin braced himself for battle, prepared to unleash the barely tamed destructive force churning within ever since Niz Nizal's light faded from this world. 
All right. So it's asking. Um, so it put a line. That's interesting. That's new. It put a line in there. So now we know that's the end of the story so, or, or the end of where we're at. How's that for a starting bringing atmospheric fantasy action to life centered around palpable emotional and psychological states? Please let me know if you would like me to continue building out the full story arc of, in this intense style and tone. I aim to channel Barker's visceral prose focused intensely on the protagonist's inner struggle. Many directions we could take the full narrative. So what do you guys think so far? Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this. So I'm going to have it uh, finish the story and um, let's, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and finish the short story with what it has. Um, I will say that some of these terms and stuff are similar to Barker. Barker is actually a really good writer, better than I thought. I thought, oh, this is going to be weird horror stuff, but actually he's, quite adept uh at writing and, and using some big terms um but i i really like i really like how this is headed um and remember this is your story i just like hearing the story and using the story and, and learning about storytelling and so we're going to continue with it i'm gonna say yes please finish the conflict uh the conflict part of our short story short story um please um continue with show not tell as well as um the barker pro style um make sure it is action oriented um, action oriented, uh, framework. We'll just say it like that. Action oriented framework. And so it's going to go through. All right. So here's a continuation of the fantasy action sequence in Barker's visceral style. I aim to build tension through the conflict scene, action driven progression, showing the protagonist action formal power for better or worse. Elwin raised his palms as the first undead marauder lumbered nearer, its flail slicing the air towards his head. He ignited a giant fireball between his hands, chest swelling with pyromantic energy before thrusting the roaring, roaring orb forward. An explosion swallowed the lead attacker, blasting it backwards in conflagrant fury. But welling confidence drained as four more rotting corpse warriors emerged through boiling smoke, their fleshless maws unhinged in echoing battle cries. Fear gripped Elrin once more. Perhaps today would be the end after all. The day Nizal's gifted protege finally joined his master in eternal rest. No, Elrin refused surrender to either blade or self-doubt as the next adversary reared for a killing blow. Elrin shouted words of ferocious power, his eyes flooding obsidian. The creature halted mid-swing, wreathed in tendrils of umbral energy streaming from the wizard palms. With fists clenched, Elrin's exulted wildly as he psychically shredded the zombie apart from within, using forces no living being should wield. Just then, familiar warmth grazed Elrin's thoughts, a gentle heat radiating from the glassy black staff quivering violently upon Nizal's coffin. Glancing back, Elrin glimpsed what could only be described as Nizal's ghostly face within curling smoke, eyes pleading from his air to forsake vengeance for wisdom. Elrin stood at a crossroads between embracing destruction or seeking light. <laughs> so here's what Claude said. I aimed at to hit a crisis moment where we see the full temptation of power available to him after withstanding an initial onslaught. Many directions to take the resolution from here in resolving the thematic struggle code coded in the opening. Please let me know your thoughts or if you have any sort of elements needed to incorporate moving forwards to the climax. So, so we're kind of doing this in, in three parts, which is good because the, the, um, as we walk through and piece the whole story together, it will help us, um, uh, kind of segment um, you can only within 11 labs if you're doing the voices adding voices um, or, or adding a narrator um, you can add voices but that's at a higher pay tier and I'm using the free version um, 
you can, um, yes, you can actually have a full cast, uh, is pretty cool. So anyway, so, um, you can only do 2,500 characters at a time. And, and, and so, um, so it's nice to have this in sections. So I'm going to say, yes, please, uh, finish the climax and resolution of the story where Elrin, Elrin chooses um, wisdom, wisdom, and seeks the light. Um, seeks the light so if you can add your own elements um i'm just doing this to kind of help us we're going to try to wrap up our story here in a second so i can show you what 11 labs looks like um and then what do we do next so here's um here is a 1498 character climax and resolution showing elrin rejecting vengeance to follow in nazal's noble footsteps against the darkness threatening the land Elrin awoke to find the hut collapsed, ashes swirling. Uh, sextets of the undead surrounded him, quivering with hellish eagerness to finish their quarry. Elrin prepared to reach once more in the shimmering, in the simmering abyss within, rather than fail passively into Croton's minions. Then, Obsidian Point flew from the ruins into his palm, phosphorescence glow building. Somehow, Nizal spoke directly into Elrin's mind through one's bond. Croton sunders the land's magical wards using death energy if I left uncontested, the spectral voice warned. But our staff also cracks them for purposes fair, not foul. Elrin understood Nazal's crest now, stewardship over delicate barriers partitioning realms of life and death. The noble calling Elrin must uphold too if Croton's slavery would not reign. Lead them here with me as bait, then shatter the divide. Nizal instructed. We spirits shall drag these Hellions back to the netherworld, but you must live on in my stead. Trusting Nizal's ghostly counsel, Elrin raised the staff beckoning to his former assailants. Come earn your prize, wretches! Bolt-like, he dashed into the wilderness, a trail of clacking bones behind him. Finding a nexus of magical ley lines, Elrin slammed obsidian point down igniting world rending quakes spectral forms erupted pulling the peppery undead remains into the earth as elrin leapt clear honoring one master's wish to then follow in such selfless footsteps guarding realms until his day came to pass wisdom on to another student or on to another student all right so there's our short story, but we're just doing a short story for this. So now you're like, okay, Stephen, what's next? Let's go ahead and let's go into 11 labs, 11 labs. There's other, there's all kinds of text to voice or text to speech um, programs out there, but I have found 11 labs to sound the most realistic. And so we can pick a, um, there's all kinds of different voices that are pre-made. We could do Santa Claus. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Courage is not the absence of fear, but simply moving on with dignity despite that fear. So um, you can, that was Santa Claus. That's kind of funny. Um, there's different ones. There's, um, here's one that says Arnold. What worries you masters you? Um, here's a Domi. Work while you have the light. You are responsible for the talent that has been entrusted to you. Um, here's Freya, American overhyped video game. A man sees in the world what he carries in his heart. Yeah, no, I don't like that one. Uh, here's a Giovanni. The ballot is stronger than the bullet. Um, who's an English-Italian. Um, Grace Southern. I don't want a Southern. Here's an Australian accent. The fox has many tricks. The hedgehog has but one. But that is the best of all. Here's Jeremy, American Irish, excited narration. Love is a serious mental disease. Uh, that's, that's all right. Um, but there's all kinds of different ones. Uh, American calm. Here's a raspy narration. Love cures people, both the ones who give it and the ones who receive it. Uh, Michael. Trust yourself. You know more than you think you do. All right. That was kind of like audio book one. Uh, American Orotund, um, audio book. Um, 
Here's another audio book. Um, if you are a news presenter, Daniel. The world is round, and the place which may seem like the end may also be the beginning. We're deep. I like that. So you can pick all different ones. So I'm going to pick Daniel for this. And what's interesting, I've got um, text-to-speech. This is 11labs.io. Um, text-to-speech, Daniel. Voice settings, you can actually have it. You can you can change the stability of it. You can change the clarity, uh, similarity to low, high. Um, there's different things you can do. Uh, we're just going to keep it as is. And so then we just type in our text. Now, remember, we can only get 25 hundred characteristics at a time. I have 5,000 remaining. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the first part of our story in Claude and there's a little copy button and I'm going to hit copy and then I'm just going to paste that inside control V inside a thing. So I'm going to, um, uh, we're going to, I actually will go through and get rid of the beginning point. And I try to get rid of spaces between paragraphs as best as I can, because that does count as characters. And we're going to test it here, everybody, and see what you think. So we're at 1585 for the first part. Um and so we're going to, I'm going to have it generate. So it's generating the first part of our, uh, it's generating the first. Elrin knelt before Master Nizal's oakwood casket, head bowed in somber reflection. Thin streams of smoke rose from within the open box, clouding Elrin's thoughts as intensely as the haze obscured his mentor's aged face. He never witnessed the old wizard without those furrowed lines etched into his brow. But somehow, death had smoothed Nizal's perpetually worried countenance into calm. If only such peace could have found Nizal in life before his abrupt end. Elrin choked down tears, palm hovering above the carved oaken staff clutched in Nizal's stilled hands. Obsidian point the legendary staff Nizel somehow forged from shadows themselves towards unknown ends he took to the grave. Another damned riddle the cryptic man left behind to haunt his apprentice. With trembling fingers, Elrin touched the jet-black staff, instantly recoiling as violet tendrils of smoke whipped towards his fingertips. Yet he persevered until shadowy wisps spiraled around his forearm, its preternatural warmth sinking into his veins with seductive allure before dissipating. A crash broke the trance. Elrin spun to face the hut's splintered door as an armored titan lumbered through, holding a spiked flail dripping crimson blood. Behind the first brute, others flanked around wielding blades reflecting no light. Ashen skin mottled with oozing wounds identified the gang as Croden's soulless legion, products of the warlock's twisted necromancy. Elrin braced himself for battle, prepared to unleash the barely tamed destructive force churning within ever since Nizal's light faded from this world. All right, there's our first part. Hopefully that came in through okay. I tried to make sure I shared the sound, so um, hopefully you guys heard that. <laughs> Um, so that's the first one. Um, and so we still have 3,800 remaining. Um, very good. So I'm going to download that. There it goes. All right. So we've downloaded that one. And, um, so now I'm going to, um, now let's do this. So we're going to go back to our second part of our story. And we're going to copy that. And then now I'm going to go back to, um, we're going to go back to this one here. Oops. And I'm going to hit control V and I'm going to get rid of all of the, uh, I'm going to get rid of the beginning and the ends. Uh, here's the continuation. And 
um, what I'm doing, everybody, for those that are listening, is I'm going through and editing, um, uh, editing through the document. Now, you can actually make your own edits in here. You can add stuff. If you don't like something, edit it. Feel free to do so. I, I did that with the other story that we had done. And now I'm going to generate, we're going to continue the same voice and I'm going to, uh, I got another 1500 words here or 1500 characters on this one on the second part of our story. So we should have enough to finish out our whole story. So I'm going to have it generate. And now we're not going to listen to the whole thing, um, but I'm going to go ahead and generate Elwin our raised his palms stories. As the first so I'm going to pause it as it's, as it, it's calculating or as it's generating, I can't download it yet. So, so it'll start playing and it'll continue to generate. Now, I don't know about you, but that voice sounded, that's AI voice. So it sounded like a narrator, an audiobook. I thought that was pretty fascinating. Um, now the, uh, it's still doing, okay. It generated at a minute 52 uh, for that. So I'm going to, so if Undead we, marauder lumbered nearer, its flail slicing the air toward his head. All right, so now I'm going to download that one. Um, that's our second one. And then we're going to take the third part of our story. So I'm going into Claude, and I'm just going to copy that. I'm going to go back into 11 Labs, into entering our text section, and we're going to add... I'm going to, I'm going through and I'm, I'm editing, I'm cutting out the extra spaces and that is going to be 1600 characters. And so we've got, that's going to meet our total quota remaining under the free plan. You get 10,000 a month under the free plan, 10,000 characters. And I met, I used 5,000 to create the first story to give an example for today's to get ready for today's show. And so I'm going to generate the third part of our story, make sure. I get rid of the here's here's the rest of that 14 actually 1500 characters and we're going to generate that and have the third part of our story total quarter remaining is only 789 Elrin characters. awoke to find the hut collapsed ashes all right. So with that, we have the main parts of our story. Now, um, with you can use whatever you have available to you for audio um, editing where you can put the two together. Um, I use Cyberlink Audio Director. Um, it's what I use. Um, if you have an Apple, I know Mike, yeah, you people with your Apple computers, Mike uses, um, he uses, uh, uh, what does he use? Uh, I can't think of the name of it all of a sudden, but there's a great program that comes with your Apple computers. All right, Swirling. Sextets of the undead surrounded him. Okay, so you can, so we can put those those together, and I will do that after the show because that may take a little bit of time to, to edit. But you can get an uh, – there's free audio um, things where you can just put them together. Um, we put the three together to create our – the three audio files together. Now you may be thinking, well, Stephen, what about ambient noise or sound or things? So I use um, a website called soundful.com. Now I've already, there are frees. You can get three, three downloads per month, but I already used them. So I went ahead and got a subscription um, uh, for a year. It's, it's like three bucks or I got it for three bucks a month. Um, using the whole thing but so i'm going to go to my account and there's all kinds of different things that you can there's all kinds of different ones but i like to go for ambient styles so for the genre see right now 50 percent off soundful premiere annual plans limited time deal closes december 31st so if you want to try it um and get your discount for it again this is not a uh it's not a paid thing. So there are all kinds of different things you can look at. There's, you can do R&B hip hop. Um, you can do beast mode. You can do inspirational. 
But for books, what I did on the other one is I actually under uh, under genre I went to ambient. And for the other story, I did dark ambient. Um, um, but but you can do regular ambient. And then you can have it, we'll see if we'll have it play. Quivering with hellish eagerness to finish their quarry, Elrin prepared to reach once more into the simmering abyss within rather than fall passively to Crodin's minions. Now, you do not have to add ambient sounds to yours. You can just have it together and um, you can put all three of your, of, in this case, we have three files. You can put the three files together and then you can just have it as a narration audio book. But sometimes some ambient um, music behind it. Now, you can use your, whatever your audio uh, like I use audio director, I control the volume on each one of those. So I put the uh, ambient really low underneath so it doesn't cover the voice, like almost like that one does. So that's what I use for that one. Um, and then we kind of just put it all together. So if I pull up my, um, I didn't do this before, but you can pull up whatever file you have. And let's go back to, the speech, I already have all three. I've got my Claude AI. So what questions do you guys have on anything? Do you have any questions about what we've done here? I hope this has been interesting. I hope this gets you kind of inspired. You can use this for chat GPT as well. Um, and uh, chat GPT works fine too. You can do the same thing. Claude is good. You'll probably know some difference. You may have a preference on a different AI. Um, you can use open router. If you, there are some free versions on open router that you can use that work really well as uh, too. So just want to let you know that uh, there's some options, some free options out there. So just want to encourage you on what you may want to use. What I'm going to do next, everybody, is I'm going to put these all together and then I'm going to post this on our Facebook page, just like I did the other of our story. I'll put a little bit of ambient noise to it. Um, it takes a little bit of time to do that, but we're, say, just another 10 minutes to kind of edit that at top so we spent one hour to create our own short story using ai so if comment below if you have any questions or any thoughts or any ideas or anything that you want clarification on um we thought this would be just kind of fun to do here as we round out the year mike is gone and and we had some requests about the whole ai um storytelling so Hope you enjoyed it, and um, if you have any other thoughts or questions, let me know. Again, we use StreamYard for our streaming services, also to pull our audio files. It works great. It sounds good. Um, there's a link in the description below that you can um, check that out for us. We really enjoy it. If you want to know more about Two Geeks, um, please check out our website at www.twogeeksmike.com. The number two, geeksmike.com, uh, 2-G-E-E-K-S-M-I-C.com. That's our hub for all things Two Geeks that will get you to our merch page. It will get you to our Kofi page if you want to help support us. The Kofi site is Kofi ko-fi.com slash two the number two geeks um and you can go there support us we have three tiers one dollar two dollar or three dollar tiers we do extra stuff on those um for as well and for those who are subscribers if you have anything you would like to see on our Kofi page please let us know we'll be glad to do that if you want to reach out to us please check out our site at show at two geeks mike.com um, Mike actually checks out the website much or checks out that email much quicker than I do. So please, if you have any questions about that, please let us know. And again, um, please check out our merch page. If you just want to go direct to the merch page, that is to the number two geeks, Mike merch.com, um, for that as well. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on this interesting edition of two geeks and a microphone. We hope you have enjoyed this and learned some fun things with AI. Hey, if you decide to write with AI, please share your stories with us. Um, I'd love to, to hear them. Again, I love storytelling and, uh, and enjoy all that. So 
with that being said, if there's anything else that you would like to share with us, please let us know. And to round out the show, as Mike says, he always says, uh, may the force be with you. Well, maybe this time I'll say thank you for joining us, everyone, and may the AI be with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, may the force be with you.